on this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, Dusty Dvoracek joins us to talk about launching Strengthening Oklahoma. We talk some OU recruiting with him, and we get some of his thoughts as OU heads to training camp. Then we finish up, of course, with our winners and losers of the weekend. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right, our man Michael Hosty will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, August 1st, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Hiker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and there are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including blackjack, blackjack match, roulette, and Teddy's favorite, craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And to learn more about Riverwind's gaming promotions and entertainment options in the month of August, visit riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Now recording this Sunday night, please leave us a five-star review and a nice comment while you're at it. And it is our pleasure to welcome in an analyst for ESPN, the host of Dusty and Danny in the morning on Sirius XM radio and co-founder of strengthening Oklahoma. Dusty DeVore checks in the house. What's up double D what's up boys. Uh, and don't forget, I was the grunt worker in front of that two time all American Buckus award winner <laughs> and should be a college football hall of famer, uh, for quite a few years. Um, but it's great to be with you guys, always. First of all, congrats on the podcast, the absolute best podcast in the state of Oklahoma. You guys continue to kill it, continue to provide phenomenal content, and uh, fired up and excited to talk a little bit with you hey, boys about the Sooners. And re- Remember when you were on Oklahoma. here? Remember when we started this thing and you were on here? <laughs> I was so long ago. You know, I, I saw you posted like a thing, and you asked people to ask questions, which there was a ton of questions, by the way. I know, but, a lot. I but one 30. of them. But what one of them, I believe, was that like what happened? It, it was contracts. Obviously, I wanted to make this happen. Um, as you know, it was your idea, Gabe. You asked me and Ted to be a part of it. Was fired up too. At the time, I had employers that are no longer my employers that felt, uh, for whatever reason, I contractually could not be a part of this. So I obliged and I stepped aside. But and you guys have uh, you guys have taken this thing to heights. I'm sure many people. Did not think were possible outside of yourself. So congrats to both you boys and fired up. I can just be a little piece of it here this week with you. It's been wild. What is it, Gabe? Is this 200? What episode is this? This is episode 236. Dang. Yeah, it's it's been cruising right along. And I'll say this. Got two emails this morning 
from companies that want to sponsor it during football season. So still hot, baby. Uh, good stuff. Hot, kind of like the Oklahoma Sooners and Brent Venables and his staff on the recruiting Ooh. trail. Holy cow. What Smoking. a segue. It's like you do this for a living. Do you, <laughs> you know, okay, hey, do you want to talk OU stuff first or do you want to talk strengthening uh, Oklahoma stuff first? You're the host of this show. You just tell me let's, where to go. Let's let's get the strengthening stuff strengthening Oklahoma stuff out of the way first because I got a feeling we can run pretty long on uh, on some of your thoughts right before the Sooners head to training camp. Okay. You and I are partners in strengthening Oklahoma, right? Correct. Uh, and strengtheningok.com is live right now. Please go subscribe. Basically, this was this was kind of your idea initially. And so what when you gave when you called me, what kind of inspired that call? Maybe that's the best place to start place to start with this. Well, given that uh, you know, we're all in this college football space and that we study it and we we hear about it and we talk about it on various platforms all the time. Um, you know, you just kind of saw it was probably what late late January, early February, and there were I mean, it seemed like NIL deals, uh, collectives, as we've all become very familiar with, uh, but different groups at different universities helping uh, be able to create NIL opportunities for players. Some on the up and up, some not so much. But there were all these different things established all over the country. And like I'm seeing all these other guys in the media helping out their former alma maters. And I'm like, you know, basically, what in the hell? Like, you know, what's up? We got nothing going on here. And so that's when I came to you and I was like, man, look, we got to do something. I didn't know what that something was, but I want, I want to do something. I don't just want to sit there and complain about it. I wanted to try to help and, and do something. And it didn't take me long for you to be right on board uh, and, and really us to come together and say, all right, let's figure this thing out. So, you know, basically we want to stick to what we know. Um, and I don't know if we know it, but we've at least got experience in it in the media uh, and in <laughs> conducting interviews and, Again, as I mentioned, uh, podcasting. I mean, you you started this from nothing, Gabe. I mean, you've become uh, you've become unbelievably well versed in this podcast world, and I think I've been doing radio for now. As Ted and I started almost twelve years ago, I think it was Ted, or about Crazy. eleven years ago. Yep. Uh, when you and I kicked this thing off, so I just felt like you know what, this is what we know. Let's keep it close to home, and want to do something to help the program. Want to do something to really try to help these players be able to profit off their name, image, likeness. And wanted to make sure that it was something that they're actually doing a job. They're providing a service to be compensated for, not just getting checks handed to them. And, you know, so it's been a lengthy process. Uh, that was kind of the, the why. Um, and, and why we settled on this company is because I, I truly believe um, it's a great way to link players and fans and, you know, kind of be able to create you know, a bond between the two of them. And we, we feel that we can attain that uh, by allowing our fans to, to ask questions to our players that we will, they provide us the questions and then we ask those questions on our podcast. So we selected 13 players uh, and those 13 players will be on a monthly rotation. So we'll be pumping out three and some weeks, four podcasts uh, every single month. So 13 podcasts a month. Uh, that is going to roll. Uh, we signed our players to 12-month contracts. Uh, so if you didn't get the question in one month, maybe you can get it next month. We're, we're wanting to do some really cool, fun things, again, that, that really kind of bridges that gap between player and fan, take the helmet off, 
And we're going to talk some ball, man. We're going to talk a lot of ball with these guys. So you're going to get to know them on a more personal level. And we're going to try to take you in the minds of them and help them explain maybe a play and why that play worked and the coaching that put them in the position to make that play and then kind of what they're thinking about. Um, so it's going to be a, a lot of different angles and attack this thing from a lot of different places. And, um, you know, I, the, I go also ahead, go want ahead. to add this. I want to add this, Testy, because we it, it's about creating that deeper bond right between the fans and the players. But I also think it's important I, for me. I think it's more it's important to make people more educated when it comes to football. I, yeah, I want to absolutely. I want to make these fans more educated on the game and using an NIL opportunity for these players to do that. I think it's a great way of doing it. And also, and I, I'm not so sure this is something that, you know, other people are overly concerned with, but we designed this Ted so that it is manageable for these guys. Yeah. And exactly. that they can keep balance and they could keep the main thing the main thing because the main thing, our main focus for these kids isn't making money off of them. That, that's not it. Our main focus is to provide them with this opportunity while still allowing them to focus on being a great football player. Yes. And, and the one thing that the way I look at it, I told you this the other day, uh, and there's a lot. And it's interesting because we started these conversations in February. Now, we, we've done our due diligence uh, to the 100th degree. <laughs> and we have we have had discussions with people at the highest level on every level at Oklahoma to help ensure that uh, what we put together uh, in no way puts the the program, the players in any kind of jeopardy. Uh, we followed probably one of the only companies out there like this that, that even pays attention or cares to to do the due diligence. But we definitely did that, so that was very important to us. Um, look. The demands of being a student athlete and a football player is a lot. And the last thing I want to be is any, you know, a deterrent from them to be able to keep the main thing, the main thing, or focus on what's most important. Because what's most important isn't NIL. What's most important is working towards your degree. And what's most important is focusing and doing everything you possibly can to be the best football player that you can be. Um, and if we can... If we can find spots and we can, you know, find ways to create um, a product that they can provide without really infringing upon those things, um, then that's what we're striving for. But so what you said is is 100% spot on, and that's why when we built this. We're like, okay, like they have to, like they have to work, right? They have to do uh, a service. But what can, how can we set this up to where it's not as taxing? And so there's since we came up with this. There's been a lot of other companies that have formed and there's been a lot of stuff that's come out in this past week. And I'm not here to really talk or, or discuss anything about those companies. Sure. They're great people and, and best of luck in their endeavors. But I do feel very confident in this. Um, you know, we, we care. Okay. We, we care about this company. We care about these players. We care about this program. And, you know, as Gabe said earlier, I, for us, uh, I feel like there's companies that are trying to make money off players. We're trying to help players make money. I think there's a big difference there. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that we're really proud of is everybody's from Oklahoma. Like this is, 
This is very local. This is from the web designers uh, to Josh Smith, uh, the former uh, center at Oklahoma, part of the, your teammate, our teammate, part of the national championship team, who's our attorney, who's put together every single contract we put in front of players or compliance or anybody um, to Opolis. Just, just go down the list. Everybody is Oklahoma uh, based and everybody has investment in this state uh, and in these, in this, in this program and in these players. And that means something to us. And we're, so we're really proud about that. And we've, I, I don't want to give it up to ourselves. We'll see how it's received. We've, we've worked our, quite frankly, worked our ass off uh, to put out, a phenomenal product, and I'm, I'm really proud about what people are going to get a chance to see tonight and starting tomorrow morning. And I, I will say, Ted, and then you can jump in with maybe any questions you have. We went out of our way for people to completely understand that this is not associated with OU in an official capacity. Right. Because that's still a rule. And there's a lot of other people that aren't paying attention to that rule. But we the last thing anyone wants to do is to damage anything like this is all trying to help the players and help the the program and all of those things. The last thing you want to do is damage that. And and not only that, we didn't want to damage our relationship with the university. So we we made sure we talked to everyone we had to talk to to make sure that we went about the right way. There's a reason the logo is black and white and doesn't have any red in it. Because we met with the branding and licensing people. And they said, hey, we don't want to create. We said, hey, we'll do what you want. We'll cooperate. You see other people. Hey, they have pictures of guys in jerseys. And, you know, the stadium. (laughs) OU's legal department is having to send cease and desist to these companies. So it's like, we, I'm not trying to make it sound like, hey, we did it right. They did it wrong. That's not what I'm, I'm just saying. We were given guidelines, and we could, we could not have followed them any, any more closely than we did. There's a lot of yellow tape uh, that comes with this, and we also know this about NIL. There's a massive gray area. It's like a sea yeah. of gray, and you can, you can toe the line, and you can live on the edge of those grays. We didn't want to do that. And there might be the NCAA or whoever might say something tomorrow that can totally upend everything that you've done. No question. And, and we know that uh, and we're comfortable with that. And we'll be able to adapt, adjust uh, our team with with whatever those are. Uh, and I think the other thing, again, like this has become like our little baby and we take a lot of pride in it. And we want to provide a, a a great opportunity for these players and fans and a great product for these fans to consume. We take it very seriously. But like, I, I mean, this is all sincerity. Like I didn't need something else. Three kids, about four jobs, like. <laughs> busiest time of the year coming up for me. Like the last thing I really needed was to add something else to my plate. I think it goes without saying Gabe doesn't need this. Okay. Like he doesn't need this. So like, again, we're going to take pride in it and we're going to put out uh, great content and we're fired up and excited to get a chance to to do that for as long as uh, you know, depending on, on, on how it's received for as long as we can. Uh, But this isn't some ploy or some scheme that we're trying to get rich. Uh, We genuinely, have and are conducting ourselves with the absolute best intentions but nil is here to stay i mean it's here it's a real part of it and i think that there i've ted you and i've talked about this for a long time i've been a proponent of nil for a long time do i agree with the way it's gone and the way everyone has conducted themselves no absolutely not 
But do I think that it makes sense to have some form of NIL and collegiate sports? Absolutely. And if we can find that sweet spot to where we are operating fully uh, within the guidelines and we are not in any way being taxing of these players' times, uh, of their time, and still being able to uh, generate that connection, educate fans, and put out a premium product, we're going we're gonna to continue to strive to do that. And, and that's why I think this thing is, is so well done because you guys do understand that aspect of it. You know, I think a lot of folks that are putting these NILs together are going to only be thinking about revenue producing. Uh, how can we, how can we get more? How can we do more? And, and as we all know, that's going to require more and more from the players. Right. And here's the thing. The more you win, the better you are at football, the more people are going to want to hear for it. It takes care of itself. Right. The, People don't want to hear about you because um, anything else other than what your skills on the football field are. Like, well, that's it. That's and, why they care about you. And, and th there's a fine balance with this thing in my mind because for between the fans and the players, because if you're really overextending these guys and they go out on a Saturday and they play bad, I mean, the first thing they're going to do is say, well, it's because he's doing all that NIL stuff. Right. I mean, yeah. he's, he's doing this and that and this and that. And so that's one of our main things. And that was one of the first things Dusty said is we can't make these guys do all kinds of crazy stuff. We can't, we, we know what we're good at. We know how to execute it. And so we kind of put our heads together and said, okay, what is, what is manageable to where the, the fan feels like they're getting value out of it where they're learning not only about the players, but learning some football in the process while also, I, I don't want to say making it easy, but making it very manageable, manageable on the guys. I think something else that's, that's interesting. And, and this hasn't been as much of a, a deal at Oklahoma yet, but it's, it's just like NF uh, NIL it's here to stay as a transfer portal. I think one of the, the problems with the transfer portal like the great thing about college football is you've had players that come in and spend four or five years there and you watch them come in as a freshman whenever, you know, they're not much of a player, skinny little kid out of high school and they develop into a man, into a football player and you you're with them throughout that journey. Well, transfer portal, uh, that's, that's not happening as much, right? You guys are playing early and then out. Guys are transferring in as juniors or seniors playing one year and then gone. This is a great way to where you can get that fan connection. You don't lose it. Like that's, that's one of the things that worries me about the transfer portal in college football is the fans losing the connection with their guys, their, their team. 100%. And that's all, that's all part of this. That's all part of what we're hopeful uh, that connection that this creates. And, and you're right. It's, it's hard for, for me to keep up with players on a roster throughout the course of a season, let alone fans. So, and this is what we get paid to do for a living. So no, it's, it's hundred percent right, Ted. Uh, and it's very well said. And, and again, I just want to, I just want to reinforce and, and, and the Oklahoma Sooner fan base is second to none. Okay. They're as passionate and care as much about this program as any fan base in college football. And, there's a lot of stuff being thrown at them, and I will never tell anybody, especially, I mean, I don't want to make it seem like, hey, come spend your money over here with us on, on what we have going. I just think that everybody should educate themselves 
including on what we're trying to do. And that's what we're trying to do is help educate people on our product and just NIL in general. Know where your money's going, okay? Know also with these, you know, how much is going to the players? Because I can assure you, none of these are 100% going to the players. So where's that money going? Where are these businesses from? Who's the, who's the actual face in front of these businesses that your hard-run money is going to their pockets? You should care about that. You should want to know about that. Uh, because we are the face and, and we are here to answer questions and we do care. And so I just, I just, and you know, just so everyone knows, nobody, regardless of what they post or what they have, is directly affiliated with the University of Oklahoma and NIL. Nobody. So again, it's very easy to get confused. Some of the stuff's confusing. I get confused. E- and I even, just, even when there's, I mean, and that's once again, it's, it's supposed to be against the rules, right? You're not supposed Correct. to create that confusion to where it Correct. looks like it's officially associated with the university, but Correct. it is it's what how, it is. It's how what, everyone says it, right? This with, is with Texas this A&M. Is, they say they're, they, you know, yeah. funded that, but we know that that's not how it goes down. And I'll just say, we're going to continue to operate the way we've been operating. Right. And Correct. we, we haven't, we haven't lived in the gray. It's we we've stayed out of that. And I, I'm very proud that we've done it that way. I, yeah. I really like no, no matter how this ends up going. Now, I hope I hope we can you know, supply the fans with a lot of great content, make these kids some money in the process and create that bond that we want to create. But no matter how it goes, like I, I feel good about it, knowing the way we went about building it like I, I really do. So, I mean, I can kind of live with the result. I, we're no 100 percent uh we did everything the right way uh we we poured a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of creative juices and um i'm you know very very proud of what we put out there we'll see how it's received but yeah i'm gonna lay my head uh down at night knowing that um we try to make an impact and give back and and do something that uh kind of hits that sweet spot it's good for the fan base who's been great to us it's good for the program which uh, you know I think it goes without saying what's done for all three of us. It, but it is not officially associated with the program in any way. <laughs> Correct. 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 And uh, it, it's, it's good for the players. And that's, that's kind of where that sweet spot that, that we really wanted to hit. So um, I, I, I want to say this too. I'm not saying you can't find it anywhere. I think you'd be hard pressed to find some of the content that we're going to be able to provide anywhere else. Uh, and that excites me. Um, and having already conducted one round of interviews with our, with our team, uh, there's some awesome young men on this football team. Awesome. Like it's been, it's, what's been like a treat for me, like to kind of be around these guys a little bit and, and talk with them and, and get to know them some and yeah, listen to what they have to say about football and Schmitty. And we got some great Schmitty stories already, but then also just, you know, some of these guys are, are deep thinkers. Some of these guys got, uh, you know, a lot of different thoughts and things going on that, has been really cool. But um, I also think just like the ability to potentially have them break down some plays, like watching the tape and break down those, those plays with Gabe and I to kind of be there to, and then Gabe and I to offer our analysis to go right along with it. Like it's going to be some pretty cool stuff that I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find something uh, as good as that. That's being provided out there. And well, let me ask you guys this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Gabe. I, I was just going to say, also, the 13 guys that we've got, I mean, they're all going to be significant contributors on the field. 
Right. You look Billy Bowman, Ethan Downs, Jaleel Farouk, Reggie Grimes, Key Lawrence, Marvin Mims, Jalen Redmond, Drake Stoops, Danny Stutzman, Woody Washington, Theo Weiss, Deshaun White, and Braden Willis. That's a that's the list right there. That's, that's I we 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 chose these guys for a reason, right? Now Dylan Gabriel said no. And that was that he said no, it's fine. Didn't hurt our feelings. Which, we said, hey know, man, it, it does, I, it's not, he's got a I lot love of Dylan. Yeah, I love Dylan. Listen, any of these guys could have said no, and it's yeah. completely fine with us. And I, I think Dylan Gabriel is a phenomenal young man. I love him to death. I think he's gonna ball out this year. And oh, if no this doubt. wasn't right for him, then that's perfectly fine. So, but there was not many that said no. Uh, and there was a lot that said yes. And I'm really excited. So it's, um, it's been fun, man. It's been, it's been a lot of work, but it's been fun. So for the people listening, like what's, what's the next step for them? How do they get involved? How do they, how do they become a part of this? Yeah. So go to strengtheningok.com Now, you may take it may take a couple times to spell strengthening correctly. We are fully aware that it is not the easiest word in the English language to spell. Actually, Dusty, when he uh, tweeted out that we had taken the website live, actually spelled strengthening wrong in the tweet. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Gabe called me. He's like, "Hey man, uh, you misspelled strengthening," and I was like, "God, I hate." I was like, "I hate I, social media." I stink I'm at looking this. at it right now on the rundown that Gabe emailed me. And I know it's spelled right, but there's something in my brain that is like, is that is is that a word? Is that so, right? So type it's it a slowly. Weird, it's a weird spelling. Yeah, type it slowly. Strengtheningok.com. And, you know, there's different tiers. You get different things with different tiers, but with every tier, you, you're going to get these con- the, the content. You're going to get the interviews with the players. Each guy's doing one in-depth full length, you know, we're aiming for kind of 30 minutes or so, and then adding Dusty and I's analysis on the back end of that. So there's going to be, there's going to be quite a bit of content and it's going to be fun, man. But yeah, we've, you know, ho- hopefully people are signing up as we're recording this, but yeah, strengthening and choose the tier that's right for you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Enough about us. Let's talk about what people really came to hear about. Okay. Okay. But first, the only place to stop when you're road tripping is Love's Travel Stops. Love's has over 600 locations in 41 states offering 24-hour access to clean and safe places. Whatever your road trip needs are, Love's has it. Fuel, fresh food, all the snacks and drinks, including my favorite, Java Amore. That coffee is fantastic. People love that. Yeah, people love that one, Dusty. That's new. That wasn't around when you were on. Amore. Loves wow. all says you it covered... once and now he has to every time. I sang it over. once and it, the people really enjoyed it. And I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck doing it. But hey, I enjoy it now. And I, I feel like I'm getting better too. Loves all says you've covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones. They've expanded their mobile to go zone so you can grab any of that stuff there. Make sure you download the Loves Connect app for exclusive offers from today's most popular brands. The Loves Connect app also includes a route planner and store locator. When you see that red neon heart on the highway, stop in and say hi at Loves Travel Stops. For a full list of what Loves has to offer, visit loves.com. So, Opolis Clothing. Oh, go ahead, Dusty. No, you go. Opolis Clothing is the exclusive home for all of our Oklahoma Breakdown merchandise. If you want to live your life in buttery soft comfort, go to opolisclothing.com. O-P-O-L-I-S clothing.com. Use promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10% off your entire order. Still get a discount on all the OU and OKC gear as well. 
That's opolisclothing.com. Use promo code TED for 10% off. Buttery soft and 10% off. And make sure you send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. With a 12 to 1 student to teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis' college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join. And as a proud member of the OSSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational, spiritual, and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. We're going to talk some Sooners football, boys. And in a second, hang on. I want to further uh, some of your great sponsors. Number one, I told you this the other day, Gabe. My wife, unless we have to, she is mandated in the state of Oklahoma that we stop at Love's because she says, by far and away, the most cleanly bathrooms anywhere. Uh, and she is a bit of a, a clean freak in that regard. So she thinks Love's, and she's right, is the absolute best. So shout out uh, to, the, to the family, doing a great job. Uh, obviously providing stellar facilities, which is very big in the Dvorak household. Uh, then I would say number two, Opolis, uh, doing a lot of stuff with them as far as merch goes. They have, you said, buttery, small, uh, buttery soft clothing, uh, the softest and best T-shirts anywhere. We love our friends at Opolis, so good job on you guys. And I was also just going to mention, that's the other thing about this we didn't say, is that we've already had local businesses come to strengthening Oklahoma as well. And we've already reached some, some partnerships with more on the horizon. So that was the other part of it too. Just kind of uh, closing that off is the, the, the um, kind of community aspect of it right. has been unbelievable yeah, and-, and the way it's been received. So same with you guys at Oklahoma breakdown. We've had a very similar response here early on uh, with strengthening Oklahoma. So shout yeah. out to all the great local business owners that, really do such an awesome job in the state and help promote and provide opportunities and platforms for knuckleheads like us. Yeah. And just kind of that, that local flavor, that's been very important to Ted and I on here. And it's going to be very important uh, to Dusty and I on on strengthening Oklahoma. And yeah, you just look at everyone that worked on building that. I mean, Dusty and I live here. High five media is based in Oklahoma city. They built the website. Uh, Opolis Clothing is going to do the merchandise. Uh, they're based in Oklahoma City. I mean, Muse Growth Strategies, who's helping us do with the digital marketing stuff to try to get the message out. They're based in Oklahoma City and Norman. And then, you know, our first corporate sponsor, I don't know if that's the best way to put it. I guess that's the best way to put it is House Smith's Restaurant Group. So, I mean, it's, once again, I not only do we think it's important to you know, let fans learn more about these kids, but it's also, we, we think we can help them, you know, f- meet some, meet some pretty influential people around here and maybe set them up for success after they're done playing or maybe create some other NIL opportunities through the relationships they gain through this. I don't know. I just, it's, we'll see where it goes. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking a little too down the road, but I don't know. I I'm starting to feel like a, like a father figure in this whole thing, you know, Dusty and I are like, we feel that, that sense of responsibility. When you sign these kids, you're responsible for them now, right? You, you've got to send them off into the world, Gabe. What I will say, and, you know, not to, not to really go here, but what I cannot commit to is what Coach Harbaugh was committing to with some of his players. 
Uh, I've got three of my own children. I'm not going to be able to bring in any potential children. So I will just say that we, that we are. Line, that's where the line is. We're committed it, to trying to do what we can in this space, but there is a line. Yeah. Okay. Let's, do you guys want to talk recruiting? Yeah, let's talk recruiting. Yeah. All right. Right? Because I think we all saw. Smoking. Party in the palace this weekend. And before we get into some of the players that were there, the red on red alternates that they were rocking in the photo shoot. What do, what do we think? What do, Ted, that was a, that was a strong reaction. Your body, you just had a convulsion. Are you okay? No, I, I looked for them. I couldn't find them. What? Yeah. You can't find you, these pictures that are everywhere. What do you no. mean? Can't you find, couldn't them. find them. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe I looked in the wrong place. Obviously. <laughs> I, you whatever, sound whatever, so Oklahoma, old right now. Oklahoma football Twitter, Ted. They're they're plastered everywhere, everywhere. Okay. Well, whenever I Here saw it on the rundown, I start I searched Oklahoma alternate uniforms and I didn't find anything. Th- this is from uh, Jackson Arnold's Twitter. Okay, we're all red. Yeah, I'll be I'll be completely honest. If you would have said to me, "What do you think of red on red?" I'd have probably like, eh. If I'm being completely honest. I thought they looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a good look. I don't know if it's something I would ever want to see a major in, but I think that a mix-up, I would be okay with it. I thought it looked, I'll be honest, I thought it looked pretty good. So I can't say that I think it was the the greatest thing I've ever seen in my lifetime, but I thought it was a a solid, good, clean look. And if they they break that out for a game or something next year, I'm sure it'll be well-received. More, I mean, the players seem to love it, so... I think that's probably of the most importance, but I, I give it about a, I'm going to say I give it an eight and a half. How about that? Eight and a half. That's pretty good though. Eight and a half on an alternate. Yeah. Go eight, eight and a half. Oh, Ooh, that's a deep uh, sigh. Ted's, well, Ted's I just, it. you know, let it out big guy. It's okay. Th- th- there's be honest. How do you feel? Yeah. Tell us your feelings. I save space. I, I think it looks like, Indiana or Arkansas. I, I think our I think our uniform separates us. And as soon as you see it, you know it's Oklahoma. I don't know why you would ever stray from that. You know what I'm saying? It looks good. I'm not saying it doesn't look good, but I I don't know what it accomplishes. Dude, because, that makes man, any sense. Recruiting tool, right? Like you, hey, if they want to take recruiting pictures in them, you, you give them whatever alternates they want. But there you, you go. That's a good point. Get out, give out the the black uniforms, the the gray, however you want to do it. Um, I'm just, I'm such a fan of the traditional uniform that I guess I just, I'm old school. I don't get excited by the. Any of the change-ups, I don't think. Okay, so okay, now if we're comparing that to the traditional, there's not a comparison, okay? Right. I didn't think – because that's a 10, a freaking 10, right? right? I just – I'm just saying that because some alternates I don't like. I'll be honest with you. And I, I, did, I looked at that and I didn't say, man, I don't like that. I was like, oh, it's a well, this is just the this is just the bring the wood alternates though, right? Isn't that all it is? But it doesn't have the wood grain and all that. I don't. It does believe. on the shoulder. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, so that's what that is. Okay. It's got it on the shoulder, and then they have the helmets 
sitting in the back that I think are the is it the wood grain helmets? I think so. Okay. I could be wrong about that though, Gabe. I I think you're right. Right? They yeah. don't have another alternate other than this. No. They'll bring the wood, right? Right. And it's because it's got that white. The reason I first thought about it is because it's got that white collar. Right. Like to bring the wood. But so I just want to say this real quick. You realize, you know, that Indiana and Oklahoma have an unbelievably similar uniform, right? Yes. Like all the time. Like, well, but they do. They have red pants, though, right? That they wear sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. But not all the time. I've done some Indiana games, and I can assure you they have not right. red pants in the games that I've done. And right. they look eerily similar to Oklahoma already. So. And the logo, <laughs> not too far off either, right? Oh, what is, is it the I and the U? Yeah. Kind of together? yeah. Well, they look fine. I, I sound like a cranky old man. A little That's bit. It. No, That's no, you it. don't. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> We're not here. I mean, we spent way too much time on the uniforms because more importantly, uh, and while I've been, you know, I don't ever really get into recruiting. I do want to say this though. Okay. It's been, and I know Ted's been, has gotten way more into the weeds than I have. I've just been viewing from afar, so to speak. I try not to get too wrapped up on social media um, into what national college football people have to say about Oklahoma because for whatever reason Oklahoma and their fan base has become a punching bag nationwide okay I, I've talked about this many a times on my radio show I don't know how many people get a chance to listen you can on Sirius XM ESPNU uh, channel 84 6 to 9 central time nice Danny Cannell um but it it has been fascinating for me to watch just kind of the commentary since December, January to now. Um, I don't know exactly where it comes from. Like this notion that an Oklahoma, the previous coach at Oklahoma is a very good football coach. He's a very good recruiter, very good offensive mind. USC got a really good coach. They just upgraded in Los Angeles. I think those are all facts. I think it's also a fact that Oklahoma upgraded too. And what's wrong with saying that? Okay. And it's, it's not because I'm a homer. Okay. It's because it's the truth. Okay. And for whatever reason, that is like, it has created this. It's almost like this, this national narrative at home, laughing at this state and this program saying, Oh, we'll show you, we're going to wait until you just essentially just fall off the edge and, and go into irrelevance. Like, do people know that Oklahoma's been winning football games for a long time? Do people know that Oklahoma's been recruiting elite football players for a really long time? It's almost as if this all just started. I mean, it's like crazy when you listen to some of the stuff that's out there. But I was told by a lot of people, I don't, I don't keep up with recruiting. I don't. I don't. It's not, it's not my cup of tea necessarily. I typically... I may watch a highlight video or two. I'll talk to some coaches or recruiting people. If there's players that I need to know about, I am, I am at the point where I believe just because you have a four or five star doesn't mean you're great, but it probably means you've got some tools to have the chance to be a pretty darn good player. It's just the way it is. These recruiting rankings, it's not hundred percent, but they bear themselves out. The more 
I mean, Teddy was a, a two or three star. I was a two or three star. Gabe, I don't know what you are. We worked out pretty well. So again, I recognize it's not a perfect science, but you'd much rather have more of those guys than not. I think that's fair to say. And, you know, so I don't really get too hung up on it, but I've had people on my radio show or I've, I've had people send me stuff that apparently Oklahoma was never going to be able to recruit again. How you like me now, month of July? Because you'd show me a team that's hotter on the recruiting trail than the staff. Um, and I'd be impressed because I know what they've done this month in particular has been unbelievably impressive, especially where they're getting the players. Okay. I and haven't who seen they're going many, up against. I haven't seen this many front seven legit dudes on a recruiting roster uh, commitments. We'll see. I guess still got to get to December and sign. But at this point, I, I mean, probably since we played Ted, I'm being honest. It probably goes back to around then. Uh, so that's got me really excited. Um, the kid out of Florida, the defensive tackle, why is his name escaping me right now? Hicks. Kissimmee, no. Oh, Hicks LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Mr. LeBlanc, uh, whenever he, he committed last week, uh, I think that's the first time I've ever, like, um, what I quote tweeted what his, like, commitment to Oklahoma. Because I was fired up, man, because, again, you got to have quarterback play. you got to have receivers. you got to have O-line. But the one thing that I think is tried and true, championship football teams can flat out get after it up front on the defensive line. And Rick Neuheisel, who uh, I was able to host a show with all last week with Danny out, he calls defensive linemen the gold bullion of college football because they're few and far between. And if you got them, you got a chance to compete at the highest level. And if you don't, you probably don't. And they've had some other nice defensive ends that have committed. Uh, but whenever he committed last week, I think I quote tweeted his tweet and it got me fired up. And then Mr. Hicks comes in this weekend, uh, who's the number one defensive tackle in the country. Um, and he is, he is the real deal uh, based off everyone that I've talked to. Tommy Harris type of comparison. Tommy Harris type of talent. Um, and then the kid Vasek from, I think it's Colton Vasek from Austin, uh, who was here this weekend as well. I know they think he might wind up being uh, potentially the best edge rusher out of this class. So both these guys here this weekend, you know, I haven't seen anything official, but I know they feel very, very, very good about where they sit with them. And if they can get those guys in the boat as well, you start to look at this from a linebacker, defensive end, defensive tackle perspective. Whew. It's um, it's it, it will quickly start to look like the type of defenses that Coach Venables had here at one point, and the type of defenses he had at Clemson uh, for about a decade. Yeah, now, I think ultimately, and this has proven true over the history of college football, uh, other than a, a handful of exceptions that he will be able to recruit better at Oklahoma than he did at Clemson. I mean, ahead of him right now. Yeah. Ahead of him right now. Like Clemson, uh, you go back at they won the championship in, in 16. And I don't think they ever had before that a class that was ranked higher than nine yeah. nationally. Yeah. And, you know, since then they've had a couple of times they had top five classes, but I mean, it's not traditionally what, what you may think it is, but Oklahoma traditionally has been able to do that. So uh, plus, you combine that with a possible or not possible, but uh, a move to the SEC that's coming soon. Uh, 
things are good now and they got a chance to get even better. And uh, one thing I do want to talk about with you guys is because it's become, it's become an interesting talking point with the Notre Dame fan base. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Peyton Bowen, who is I think like the 47th overall ranked player in the 24 seven composite is a, a defensive back. He's committed to Notre Dame. He was in Norman this weekend on a visit uh, and people were talking about how they're calling Venables a hypocrite because of what he said, has said about, you know, be, being committed in the past. Everyone's seen that clip. Certainly all OU fans have seen it, but do they, do they not realize what he was saying? This is like the exact thing he was talking about because remember, he's like, I don't want you to commit unless you know, like, OU's for you. And you don't want to go anywhere else. That's that's not where the Bowen kid's at, right? He's still looking. So I don't know why people, but people, especially Notre Dame fans, have been like, oh, Britt Venables is a hypocrite. He says one thing and does another. And there's been all kinds of articles written about it. It's ridiculous. It's not, it's not different than pretty much everything else that happens in college football. Most people have no idea what the hell they're talking about. That's just, you can pretty much sum it up to that. They don't have any idea what they're talking about because I essentially all it does is prove what Venables is saying. I mean, like you said, Gabe, this, this proves his point. Never did he say that he's, they're not open to hosting kids that are committed to other schools. I mean, that's, that's not anything that he ever said. He simply said, if you're not ready to commit, don't commit. That's it. Plain and simple. If you're Had not Notre ready Dame, to commit to Oklahoma, right. don't commit to Oklahoma. And go take your trips. That's it. So just chalk it up to ignorance. I, no question. I Listen to what the man says. And one thing that I've known to be true for 20 years he follows through with what he says. I mean, you can you can take and twist his words and read into them however you want. But to your point, listen to what the man said and hasn't deviated from that one iota since he's taken the job. And he's not going to. There's no it's not going to be an oh I gotcha moment with Coach V. And it's funny think- because everyone told whenever he he said that, it was going to be this like he just in one statement killed. OU recruiting. They will never <laughs> yeah. be able to get a commitment from anyone, anywhere, ever. It's dead. <laughs> the, 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 there were national people that were like, Oklahoma will never have another top 25 recruiting class. Again, yeah. like, like, it's just, it's over. Shut the doors, burn it down in the program. It's like, what? What's going on here? Like, what's happening? Anyway, um, they're doing well. And I think, though, it's it's because the dude's genuine. He's passionate. He's genuine. His staff is the exact same way. And I think one thing that, you know, it's, it's kind of refreshing um, because so much has turned into NIL. So much has turned into monetarily, what can you do for me? Or what can you do for my child, right? I think one thing that they've really tried to hammer home is this holistic approach. approach. And, yeah, we're going to develop you to be a great football player. But I think they've really, because it's genuine, 
they want to help develop quality human beings. And I think that if you ever listen to their pitch or if you're ever around them when they're around recruits and families, they're selling that more than anything else. And I think that there's still a lot of families out there and there's still a lot of young men out there that that's what they want, that that's what they want, that they want to be developed in every sense of the word as a player and as a person. And that's one thing that gets me excited and, and makes me so you know fired up about this new regime because that's what they're committed to doing. And like I said, when Coach V says he's going to do something, he's going to do it to the fullest extent. Dusty, before we get to the call your shot where people send in questions for you, OU reports Thursday, I believe first practice on Friday. I mean, camp's here. Football season is here. Let's go. So, so as they head to camp, like – when you think about the team as the whole, as a whole, like what are the, what are the biggest question marks heading into camp for you? Um, well, I mean, I'll just tell you going in. I feel, I feel really good about this team considering the amount of turnover they've had. Right, like, I mean, not a lot of places can have gone through the loss to the NFL, the loss to the portal at the level of player that they were losing and you still come back and you say, I think they're going to win the conference. I mean, there's just not a lot of programs out there that can do that. Cause that's my expectation. I expect them to win the big 12 this season. Um, I don't think it's going to be perfect. There's going to be some, there's going to be, you know, some, I don't want to say problems, but there's going to be some landmines somewhere. It's going to be a pothole here or there. I think Nebraska's fascinating week three. I think Scott Frost's going to have a pretty good team. Scott Frost brought a pretty good team to Norman last year, mm-hmm. right? Gave them everything they wanted. Um, and doing a, a Nebraska game late in the season, watching a lot of their film, I mean, everybody can say, hey, we're just a couple of plays away. Best three-win team, I mean, it's sad to even say it. Best three-win team I've ever seen. And they could have easily been, just telling you, the ball bounced a different way. They're, it's a nine-and-three team, not three-and-nine. So, um, I think that game fascinates me. I think um, I think that they will be a team that probably gets better throughout the course of the season, right? Just because even though they're in a way better place now than they were in spring when we all last saw them, they're in a better place offensively understanding how the offense works. Uh, I think the receivers are on a better page with Dylan than they were at that time. I think defensively, the players have a much better understanding of the concepts and how they fit within the defense. And that's all great. So I think that it's progressing. But again, there's still going to be some, you know, moments where a backer is misaligned. He's in the wrong spot. Safeties are a little bit confused. There's going to be some situations where receivers are still, you know, it's just new. So naturally, I think that we have to anticipate. Now, I'm not saying that means losing games. But I just think that they're going to be in, in, some, in some spots that, you know, you, we look here now, we say W, 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 W. Oh, it's an easy win. There's going to be some spots in there, I think, especially the first half of the season. They're going to be working out some kinks. Um, you know, I expect the offensive line uh, to be in good shape. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I will always continue to say I think Bill Biedenboe is one of the absolute best. Um, personally, I think it's imperative that they're able to run the football. I mean, I, I think that's very – I think that there's a misconception 
maybe people, not with you guys, but around the country. It's like, it's like a year ago, people were like, or even like when this came in, like, oh, Jeff Levy's coming back. The air raid's coming back. Like, what? The air raid's coming back. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? This isn't the air raid. This is a, a fast and physical offense, right? And if you look, the, the top three teams, I believe, in the Southeastern Conference rushing a season ago were Arkansas, same offense, Kendall Browse. Tennessee, same offense, Josh Heupel. Ole Miss, same offense. I believe, I believe it's top three. There are three out of the top four. I believe they're top three. Ole Miss, I think, ran the ball more than – like as far as attempts, ran it more than anyone else in the SEC. That's right. So, you know, that's why I, I start with the offensive line. I, you know, and I think Jerry Schmidt is going to pay dividends. I think he's going to pay dividends on just physicality, physicality. So many of these players that I've talked to this offseason, what's the biggest difference? We're a more physical football team, individually and collectively, right? We're more two things, physicality and accountability. Almost comes up with every one of them. It's not by accident. It's by design. And getting Jerry Schmidt back, I can't even, you know, I can't even put into words what he means this program's. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So that's and it's not necessarily a concern, but to me, they don't need to just be pretty good. They need to be a dominant unit. And so I, I, I'm, I'm curious if they can get to that level, Gabe, and they can run the football really effectively. Personally, and maybe I'm, I'm an idiot, I think they're going to be good at receiver. I think Jalil Farouk is about to have a big-time year. I think Marvin Mims is being overlooked and under-talked about. I think Braden Willis is going to be an excellent piece. They're tied in an H and moving him around. I think Eric Gray's role catching the ball in the backfield is about to go up. Um, you know, so I, I just – I think from a, a – a Drake Stoops is a mainstay. Like, I can go on and on. Theo Weiss, uh, when Theo Weiss is your third option at 6'3", really good possession receiver, that's a good place. I, I think that's fine. I think Dylan's going to be outstanding. Offensive line um, is what I'd say offense. And then defensively um, – I would say I think linebacker is going to be really good. I think linebacker's got depth. Um, I think between Coach Roof and Coach Venables, I just think it's going to be a – and I love Brian Odom. Love Brian Odom. And I hate to see him go. And I think he did a really good job in that linebacker room. Brent Venables, though he's the head coach, he's still going to have an impact on the linebacker. Ted, you played for him. I mean, he's the best linebacker coach maybe we've ever seen. You know? It's just – it's what he's done. Look wherever he's been. I mean, there's a reason you – Rocky, I mean, name it, Curtis, Rufus, everyone that played from at Clemson were either All-Americans or award winners, right? You guys are great football players, but it takes two to tango to make that type of special player. So I think linebacker, I think they've got good depth there. I think uh, TD Roof's the name that people don't really know. Super smart, instinctive player, man. He's limited athletically size, probably 5'11". He's probably 225, not overly fast, but... Always around the football. Teddy uh, loves him. Loves him. I love the way he plays, man. He's a technician. Big-time football player, right? 
Um, and I think that's a nice mix with some guys that are going to still be learning that have those other things that maybe he doesn't. So I think that's a nice, I think they've got four solid guys there. Um, edge rusher has to emerge, right? That's, that's probably my, it's probably my top concern. Uh, truth be told, uh, Ethan Downs, I'll be surprised if he doesn't have a monster year. The dude, he's put on about 20 pounds of solid muscle. Um, He's mentally focused and ready to go. I think Reggie Grimes, those two, you know, I can think all I want. One of those two, if not both, have to really take a big jump this year. Like, this defense needs those guys. Marcus Stripling could be another guy who could add some of that. But I look at Ethan and I look at, at Grimes, and those two guys have the potential. They got to take that jump. They need it right now. Um, I think they're solid at defensive tackle. Um, but I think edge matters a lot. And, and for me, safety has to be a strength. And I feel like we've just been kind of getting by at safety, right? I think Oklahoma has just been getting by. And when you look at Billy Bowman and what he's capable of, if, if he can get the middle side down and key Lawrence showed last year, big time football player. Like, I think that can go from being a position of concern to a position of, you know, fantastic football play. And I think they need to get that right. So defensively, I'd say the edge players got to step up. And I think the safeties have to quickly, you know, develop into the players that they've shown they can be and do it consistently. And if those things fall into place, Oklahoma's going to be pretty good this year. I, the one thing that I wanted to, to not really add, just kind of comment on there, it, you know, talking about Oklahoma winning the conference and there's so many people out there. Like you said, whenever you look at what they lost, the production they lost either to the NFL or to the transfer portal. And, you know, with the new coach coming in, it's, there's all these questions. I always like, I just kind of laugh at that because when you look at the big 12, well, even throw Nebraska in there, Nebraska, new quarterback, new coordinator, uh, TCU, new offense, new coach, Texas Tech, new offense, new coach. Texas, new quarterback. Baylor, new quarterback. Kansas State, new quarterback. Like, college football, everyone is constantly in transition. And whenever you – I just think it's hilarious whenever they pick the team that has been the best historically throughout those transitions and say, you're not going to be any good. Of all these other people that are going through the same things – you're the one that's not going to be any good. I just find it shockingly. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. It, it's beyond weird. And again, USC is going to be a lot better. They're going to be better. I, I heard a stat on Friday though. From the end of the year last year. Okay. 54 players from their roster are no longer there. 54. But that's just all fine. Right? Like, <laughs> They have the fifth best odds to win the national title, and I believe it came out. They've been the number one team bet on. By the way, I've thrown this out there on just about every platform I can. I will take – I'll look right in this thing. I will take any and all bets for USC to win the national championship. Don't give that money to Vegas. Bring it right here. I'm looking to retire quickly. And I think USC is going to be really good. Might win the Pac-12. I'm sorry. I will take any bet. It says they win the national championship. And that's no disrespect to anybody at all. They're just not there. They're not going to be there. 
So that's kind of, I, I kind of find it funny that people, to your point, Ted, Oklahoma's done. And, and you, could, you could argue that a very similar situation is going on out there in L.A., and they're the pick for a lot of people to make the playoff and, and go win a national championship. I don't know where it's all come from, but I'm going to tell you this, man. I kind of like it. Like, I've kind of gotten it. to – I've gotten to where it's like it doesn't even really bother me anymore. I just kind of laugh. At first, it bothered me, and I was really annoyed. Now, I just – I think it's comical because somebody gave me this stat. Fact check this for me, Gabe. I'm going to say it on here. Self-admittingly, I'll, I not I'll get our anymore. research department on it. I was told this stat since 1950. Oklahoma's had six losing seasons. Six. Mm-hmm. Since 1950. Now, maybe that's, maybe that's not right, but the person who told me, I felt like, yeah, it's probably right. I mean, I don't know how many other places can say that. I mean, and that's why I like to act as if this thing's just going to fall off a cliff somehow. It's weird is one way to put it. Um, laughable is another way to put it. But we'll see. We're going to find out because there's been a lot of talking from the national media about what Oklahoma is not going to be able to do. And there's been a lot of talking from the Oklahoma fan base and the Oklahoma people that cover their team closely, what they will be able to do. We're going to find out here pretty quickly. We get it strapped up. Okay. Our stats department got on it quickly. And is that false? a four, a four and eight year in 97. That's one, huh? a three and eight year in 96. This is right when my fandom started. So <laughs> uh, a, a three and eight year in 96, that's two. A three and seven year in 1965. Three. Um, this is 1931. That doesn't count because you said after 1950. 1998, five and six. Okay. That's four. Four. And 1963 and six. Five. five. So it's five. Not even six. Five. Yeah, because 94. This and I'm looking at sports reference. Six and six and 94. So not a losing season. Okay. Five. Teddy Lehman, five losing seasons in 71 years of football. Yeah, and four of them came in a four-year span in the 90s, right? Is uh, that four what? of them came from I, – I think I went to my first game in 95. I watched I – I went through a lot of pain as a child, guys. <laughs> Why'd you do that to the Oklahoma program, Gabe? God, I ruined God. it. I showed up, and Jeez. we just started hey, sucking, apparently. But okay, that, hey. that, that era was important. That's how we got Bob Stoops. That's, That's right. a good point. That's anyway. So we'll see. I mean, Hey, if Oklahoma falls off a cliff, I'll stand up and say I was dead wrong. Uh, but I, I, I will, uh, I will stand up and say, this is a conspiracy. Something's uh, happened, <laughs> but I, I just have a strong feeling. I'm not going to have to do that. Uh, right. They've, they've got, they've got, they've got a lot of good things going right now. They've got the right man in place. Um, you know, it's it's been really good. You said call your shot. I, I know we call your shot. We got two questions for you. Right, we got this first one comes from Adam Rush, who says Dusty's thoughts on how not only are former players welcome back, but are so involved with the new direction of the program. Well, I mean, it's been it's been incredible. Um, it's been incredible. Like, you know, tear jerker, you know, hair on your arm, stand up type of stuff. Like, you know, it, coach, it's what, it's what Bob Stoops did when he came in. 
he embraced, not just embraced, went out of his way to um, bring back former players, to educate us on the foundation that Oklahoma was built on, uh, help us to understand the standard that was at that place, right? So we saw it firsthand from Coach Stoops, and it's no different this time around. I think what makes this even more special is a lot of us played for Coach B, right? When we really had it rolling. So we know, we know what he's about. We know who he is. Um, we know his passion, his love for his players, for this place. And, you know, it's just – it's amazing whenever, you know, whenever he goes out of his way to open those doors to us. It's very simple to want to run right through them or run through a wall, whatever, whichever is first, okay? It'd be nice if the door's open, but if it's not and he says find a way to get through, you're going to do it. Um, I think having Jerry Schmidt back, like just – just having those guys back in that building, it's been incredible. Um, and, you know, it, it hasn't been the feeling in quite some time. And if you talk to a lot of former players, man, there's I – mean, I talked to, I've talked to a lot of my former teammates, and they said, you know, when they came for the spring game, it was the first time they'd been there since Coach Stoops had left. I'm not here to blame anybody. But you have to be intentional in making sure that things happen. And Coach Venables has been intentional. Not just, oh, the doors are open. He's been intentional about reaching out and bringing those guys back. He's been intentional about whether it's with the fans, the former players. It's, it's got to be everybody. We got to be all in, right? We all got to be all in. And so, I mean, I just, it's been awesome, dude. It's been awesome. And it's, it's tugged at some feelings and emotions that, Quite frankly, I haven't had in a long time, and um, it's been um, it's been really cool. And now I just can't wait to see him uh, see him go out there and and win some ball games. He did say at Big Twelve Media Days when I was up there at the desk for ESPN, and we were interviewing him. I think Chris Budden asked him who his get back coach was going to be. He did say on ESPNU that that that's my position if I want it. I'm going to currently stay up in the booth for now. But I'll be monitoring. So if 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 somebody isn't able to keep him back, maybe I'll have to I'll have to dust off uh, some of my old football stuff and get out there and make sure he keeps himself in check. <laughs> Strap on the cleats. Yeah, maybe. I think you need some cleats to be able to really dig in and hold him back. You know, you I need mean, to put like a belt on him and like tether yourself to him. Like you remember whenever you used to like run sprints and someone's behind Absolutely. you. It just you're always tethered to him like a parent and a child. I'll tell you this. I don't think I'd want to be tethered to him. He'd probably drag my ass out there to the 50. I mean, It'd be a long day. Dude, It'd be a long got, day. Have you ever noticed, like, his calves, for a guy as slender as he is, he's still got some big legs on him, man. I bet I bet he Well, he played that. at, like, 240. Yeah. Uh, K-State. But I'm just saying, now he's so leaned up, you know? I mean, he keeps it – he's so yeah. lean, but his legs are still calves and thighs, man. He's He probably yanked me around. What else you got, Gabe? All right, last question for you, and we'll let you get out of here, man. This co comes from Ghost of Brecken 44, which I believe – is that a Brecken Hager reference? I think so. <laughs> which is incredible. It's been buried um, at the uh, – in Jerry's world, I think. Texas awesome. linebacker or a defensive yeah. end, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, what does Dusty see slash like about Todd Bates? Well, recruiter, first and foremost. Um, 
He's an elite recruiter. Um, you know, I've had a chance to talk, you know, just technique, fundamentals, what he coaches, um, how he goes about it. He's really good, man. Thorough. Um, he he coaches and the techniques that he teaches are very similar to what I what I was taught. Very similar. And it's not, it's not the exact same. Um, and then I think like, as I'm sure a lot of people have seen his poetry, like, I think that from a human being as, so I think like the recruiting side is stellar. I think that, you know, the development slash teaching side that I've seen so far and the conversations we've had, or, you know, whether it's, you know, something pops up on tape, he may shoot it to me and, you know, just the back and forth. I think his, his defensive line knowledge is, is excellent. But I was talking earlier about developing the person. Like, and if you read some of his poetry, there's a lot to that man. I mean, he's, he's got some layers. And I think that he can really connect with recruits. And I think he can really even connect with his own players. And I think that's really important too. He's going to hold his guys accountable. And it's not going to be easy, but I also think every conversation, every time I've been around Todd Bates, you can tell uh, he cares about these young men and he cares about making them quality human beings or helping develop them into quality human beings. And I think when you can hit that trifecta, I think it's massive. I can tell you this. I did the Clemson-Iowa State bowl game at the end of last year. And it was before Todd Bates, I believe. I don't remember the timeline. I think Bates didn't come to OU until after. Yeah, it was it was well after, I think. Memory serve. He was on the staff. And I actually was having dinner um, the night before the game. And I was sitting with the president of Clemson. And we had a long talk about Todd Bates and just how important it was that they kept him paramount a word that coach Venables is paramount. <laughs> and at that time they thought they had retained Todd Bates and talking about what a big win, by the way, shout out to the Clemson president. He was phenomenal. He was great. But like listening to that man talk about Todd Bates, because I was kind of like, I thought they were going to get him. And then I was like, Oh, I guess they're not. It's, that's too bad. And listening to him talk is like, geez, this guy really is always cracked up to be. And then sure enough, within like two weeks after that, Todd Bates comes to Norman. So I tell that story only to say that was validation and confirmation that uh, there's a premium placed on him. And for Coach Venables to identify that, to see those traits, uh, to have been able to get him from Clemson, where I know that they were very competitive to keep him, to get him to come to Oklahoma with him, that was a massive, massive win. I think we're starting to really see at least on the recruiting aspect of things, some of that start to pay real dividends. So I'm, I'm very excited about, uh, about Coach Bates and, and what he brings and fired up to see kind of exactly what it looks like this fall and how many of these guys he's able to secure and, and get in a Sooner uniform. But I think that he believes that D-line U, DLU is going to be in Norman, Oklahoma here real soon with him and Miguel Chavis. I like the sound of that, man. You can catch Dusty every week morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Central on ESPNU Channel 84 on SiriusXM Radio. You'll catch him on ESPN Broadcast during football season. And now 
You can see him break it down on strengtheningok.com. Double D, always a pleasure. One more selfish plug, and I'm leaving you, I promise. A, thanks for having me on, boys. Uh, B, I want to see this logo all over the state of Oklahoma, everywhere, whether it's hats or whether it's our our stickers that we're going to have on the back of cars. I want to see this all over this. I challenge you, Sooner Nation. I challenge you to sign up, help help us grow strength in Oklahoma, help us make an impact in these in our team, our, these players' lives. And I want to see where the most creative place that this logo can go. I want to see different Ooh. pictures tweeted. I want to see who knows. There's going to be some giveaways, but let's grow this thing together and let's get this logo of strength in Oklahoma all over this great state. Quite the salesman. Hey, Dusty, can you spell strengthening? Uh, uh, remember Latimer? Or, 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 yeah. it, was it Adidas or was it Mac? Alvin it's Mac. Mac. You see that? It says Adidas. I taught him that. Gabe will teach me later how to spell strengthening. Don't put me on the spot, Ted, though. Uh, uh, all right, D. Thanks, man. All right, boys. See you later. Always fun catching up with him. Good stuff. Uh, the dude is connected, knows what he's talking about, and uh, sometimes it's just fun to sit back and, and hear what he has to say. Always good stuff, man. I'll, I'll say this. He always has a lot to say. <laughs> oh, Every yeah. time I talk to him about it, yeah. really about anything, but certainly about OU football, he's got a lot to say. But he, I mean, like you said, ju- just like you, he's, like, he's got some great relationships mm-hmm. with the new staff, and that staff has gone out of their way to make – us former players and you and uh, some of them were your teammates, but to make us former players feel very, very welcome. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt. I think it's important. And, you know, you've heard Venable say kind of the same thing and it's, it's, it ties into former players being around and it ties into recruiting a little bit more locally when possible. They want people in and around the program that have a heavy, heavy vested interest in how it's represented and how well it does. And and that's why you want all those guys around as much as possible. There's no doubt. Oh, you thought we were going to skip birthday shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> Silly you happy second birthday to Oscar Ray cook. Happy eighth birthday to Parker Bayless. Happy 13th birthday to George bam, bam Sutton. Happy 25th birthday to John Kentowski. Nice. Happy 29th birthday to Devin Gilmore. Happy 30th birthday to Dominic Farron. Happy 37th birthday to Don Wynn. Happy 39th birthday to Jason Langan. Happy 43rd birthday to Phil Payne. Happy 45th birthday to Jamal Frisbee. And happy birthday to David Parks. All right, let's finish up with our winners and losers of the weekend. But first... It's time to get back out on the golf course, people, and there's nothing better to drink on the course than the number one seltzer in golf, Clubby Seltzers. Clubby Seltzers is an Oklahoma company that is already winning national awards because their product is delicious. It tastes exactly like a club special, but it's a seltzer. They're not just for golf course. They're not just for the golf course either. They're perfect to drink by the pool, after mowing the lawn, whatever. If you haven't tried Clubby Seltzers, go grab some. You won't regret it. And the variety pack is out. To find a place near you that has clubbies, visit clubbyseltzers.com. And attention business owners, you need Insurica in your life. 
Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing and orders on a cost-effective comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best-in-class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. Are you looking to buy or sell a house in the OKC metro area? Use the Ronaldo Cloud Group. Stacia Ronaldo and Maddie Cloud are with Sage Sotheby's International Realty. They believe in prompt communication, an honest relationship, and luxury service. And that's exactly what they gave Gabe. They sold a house for Gabe. They found a house for Gabe's brother. And they also found a house for Lane Johnson. We can't recommend them enough. You can reach them by calling or texting Stacia at 918-671-6450. You can contact them on Instagram at at soldbystacia and at soldbymaddie underscore. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the weekend? Well, I thought about going with Debo Samuel. Uh, $73.5 million extension, $58.1 million in guarantees. Um, pretty big contract. We've continued to see these wide receivers this offseason signing massive, massive contracts. And Debo Samuel is the latest, and they were able to get it done uh, right here before they uh, really got things kicked off, and that's big for them. He is, in my opinion, one of the most well-rounded offensive players in the entire NFL. He's, he's a one-of-a-kind type of guy, so uh, pretty impressive there with that number. I think that's a – even though it's big, I think it's a good deal for Sam Fran. Also, a good reminder that even though a guy says he wants to be traded, you don't have to trade him. That's true. And that's true. If, if you're willing to give him – a ton of money, he may change his mind. Yeah, all of a sudden, so, he won't want to be traded anymore. Yeah, all of a sudden, things could change. So these fan bases that you know, get a little freaked out when a guy says, hey, hey, I want to be traded, you, you don't have to trade him. You can be patient. You don't have to overreact. Just a good reminder. Yep. Um, while uh, he hit the, the jackpot, on a new contract, my real winner is the actual jackpot, uh, the Mega Millions, Gabe. $1.337 billion was won. One ticket wins it all. Here's the numbers, 13, 36, 45, 57, 67, and the Mega Ball of 14, which happened to be the exact numbers I always play, and I just didn't play them. This what? No, I what? would. <laughs> no, if that was the case, I would probably be in a really bad spot mentally right now. But I, that would have been a hey man, can't do the podcast. Uh, I need I need some me time situation. Yeah, if, if you don't hear from me in a couple of days, you might want to uh, to do a welfare check. But uh, one ticket, one point three three seven billion dollars uh, bought at a uh, a place. Uh, what is a speedway? in illinois 
How about that? That is some financial security right there. Yes. And have you have you seen any of these these people that go bankrupt after winning the lottery? Have you seen any of these yeah. stories? Yeah. It's really sad, actually. Yeah. I mean, I was reading some stuff because I was trying to read about it, and then I went down a rabbit hole of reading these stories about people where it like almost it. ruins their lives. It's it's crazy. A I think a bunch of people end up committing suicide. Oh yeah. wow, that got dark. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. I watched the documentary on it. It's it's pretty bad. They, you know, a lot of times end up being big targets for uh for scams and bad investments and you know, every family member they've ever come across has the, the greatest idea ever. And it's just, um, it can be tough. But if you handle it properly, like $1.337 billion is almost impossible to screw up, you know? <laughs> but the taxes, the taxes. Oh, man. Yeah. I, did you see the thing? So I saw there was the one that there was a person that won the big one, right? Mm -hmm. But then the mega millions also said that there was the jackpot winner, but there were 26 tickets that matched the five white balls. Yeah. So they all won, I think a million bucks. Million bucks. Yeah. Yep. That wouldn't you, suck either. No. You, if you got the five, what the five tickets without getting the, the mega ball, you, you got a million bucks, which is, which is awesome. But a, a far cry from $1.33 billion. Correct. Crazy. I, I would take either. Preferably the 1.3 bill, but I'd take the million. Oh, it's just, it's hard to even fathom how, how quickly, like, I, I think, and I haven't read on this one, but I, I feel like the last time someone won a billion dollars, like as soon as they turn in the, the numbers, I, before they like make the full transfer and everything, I think they gave them like a quick little, like $40 million. And it's like, oh my God, like just like that amount of money. It's it's crazy to think about that you're not even forty million dollars isn't even touching the surface of what you're about to get. Okay. This this is a pretty generic question. It's not very original, but you win that. What's the first thing you're buying? I honestly I don't know. I I really don't know. I think I would get a new car. I drive a 2014. It's a, nice, it's a nice car, but I think, and I really like my car. And it's an actual car, not an SUV. That surprises a lot of people. I don't know. I kind of just like cars, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah I think, That's I, think the I would upgrade the easiest car. splurge you can do. Like you can go do that like in one day. Everything yeah. else requires like a, a lot of work. But Within a quick amount of time, I would like to acquire a set of homes in different areas of the country that I just, I'm in a constant rotation between. I like that. Like vacation home type of uh, situations. That's, but that's a good use. And real estate. It's a good real investment. Estate. Real estate. Yep. yep. Smart guy. See, you wouldn't go bankrupt. Look at you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I am, uh, I, I can, I can spend money with the best of them, man. I can spend money with the best of them. 
All right, we'll just leave it there. Who do you have as your loser of the week? End. I, I had to go with Lincoln Riley. And, you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of things are going really well for USC right now. They are, they are getting a lot of attention. They're getting a lot of notoriety out there. And that, that's advertising that you can't even put a price tag on, right? And, but we heard, like, talking with Dusty earlier, they're the, the, the team right now that is getting the most bets to win a national championship. They've got, what, the fourth or fifth best odds uh, per Vegas you know, there's a there's a lot of, of talk about how good they're going to be. And there was this L.A. Times article that came out by, I think you pronounced it Plaschke, Bill Plaschke. Yeah, the guy, he, he used to be on um, Pardon the Interruption, or not Pardon the Interruption. What's the one where they hit the buzzer with Tony Reale? Oh, yeah, it's... Um, God, what's it called? They get points, yeah. Around the horn. Around the horn, yeah. Nailed it. Here's the opening, like, here's the way it starts off. They have a millionaire coach who lives in a mansion. They have a charismatic quarterback with a huddle full of endorsements. They're loaded with high-priced free agents who came here for a chance to reap the rewards of Hollywood. To nobody's surprise, they've become Los Angeles' most popular professional football team. Rich, rollicking, and seemingly headed this winter for SoFi Stadium stardom. The Rams? Nope. The Chargers, think again. It's the USC Trojans, college football's merry band of opportunists who head into this season with the stars in their eyes and a target on their back. And he says that the honeymoon is over. With all of the things that have been done, with all that's been talked about, I, they have a massive target on their back. And anything less than a championship is going to be a disappointment. So I, I, I just, I feel like Lincoln Riley has gone out there and they've done a good job really promoting that he's there and pushing the narrative. But the other side of that is like, if it doesn't work and it doesn't work really well and it doesn't work really well, really quickly, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of criticism thrown his way. And he has, he has coached pretty much his entire career outside of any type of real scrutiny. And it's going to be totally different out there at USC with all of the things that they've done and, and the changes that they've made and the investments that they've made. If things don't go well, the scrutiny is going to come locally and it's going to come nationally and it's going to come fast it's what he signed up for it's exactly right so i i i agree with you now what they've done in the portal and building that roster quickly it's been impressive right you and i both we had the same conversations with some of the guys that are on that staff now about what that roster looked like when they got there day one it wasn't good now it's an ex- it's extremely challenging to bring that many guys from that many places and to get them to play really well together in year one. I mean that's that's not easy. There's still a chemistry and relationship component to this game that I think some people 
forget about sometimes now with the transfer portal and how you can move around. But it's going to be absolutely fascinating to see what happens with them this year. We're going to be paying close attention to it. Yeah. But we don't I, have I to just, pretend like we're not. I just think that the the kind of the way that they've gone about it is like it's been so in your face that they have they're 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 not going to get themselves any time. They have not tempered expectations at all with their approach. Listen to this paragraph. So much, so fast, so unnerving. Has there ever been a team in this town under more deserved preseason scrutiny than this one? Has there ever been a college team anywhere that will enter a season with more unearned swagger? Bill Plaschke's good at what he does, man. <laughs> He's been riding for a long time. Woo, man. It, it'll be it'll be interesting. And you know, we'll we'll talk about it, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it. So We'll see how it goes for the Trojans. I, I have said, and I will continue to say, it, if they win eight games in year one, that's a success. Yep. Because yep. new conference, bunch of new players, you know, new surroundings, places you've never coached, places you've never been, like a lot of new for a lot of people there. So if they can win eight games, now I don't know if USC fans will view that as a success, but I would say, hey, that's, that's pretty dang good. If they win eight. Now, if they do better than that, then I'll give them their props. There's no doubt. All right, let's get to buy winner and loser. But first. First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs, checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all, whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone. Everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank with First Fidelity Bank. Visit ffb.com for more information. And if you are a whiskey or bourbon drinker, stop what you are doing. Head to your favorite liquor store and buy some Balcones products. You got to grab some of Balcones Lineage Single Malt Whiskey. It was just voted one of the top 20 whiskeys in the world by Whiskey Advocate, and you'll be shocked by how affordable it is. Also, you got to snag some of Balcones Baby Blue Corn Whiskey. It's made from blue corn. That's the fancy corn. And that is why it has won more than 25 awards. Last but certainly not least, you got to buy some of Balcony's Pot Still Bourbon. Its big flavors make it the perfect bourbon to drink year-round. In 2012, Balcony's Single Malt won the Best in Glass competition, beating brands like Johnny Walker and McAllen, and became the first American distillery to win the competition. This stuff is the real deal, people. If you love great whiskey and bourbon at a great price, then Balcony's products are the only way to go. The whiskey may be made in Texas, but the owners, yeah, they're from Oklahoma. To find a liquor store that has it, Visit balconiesdistilling.com. All right, for my winner of the weekend, thought about going with all basketball fans because Charles Barkley is not going to live golf, baby. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I, that was scary. It was scary. I thought it. I thought something was going to happen to Inside the NBA. It's the best studio show on television. I was nervous, but he said they're through. It ain't happening. Said he's going to retire at Turner. Thank God. 
probably just gave him uh, possibly a little bit of bargaining power with uh, with with Turner. And um, I I love Barkley. Wait, wait, wait! You're saying he pulled a Mike Gundy? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's, it's a little flirtation. Yeah, I I love Barkley, but I don't know that it would have been worth the investment on their part to have Barkley on their talking golf. Like a guest appearance every now and then, absolutely. But paying him to be there at every event, I, I just, I don't know. I think he's better served in basketball for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also thought about going with England. Did you watch any of the women's Euro final? Did not. It was, it was pretty damn fun to watch. And England beat Germany in the Euro final. I watched quite a bit, and it was in London at Wembley Stadium. Looked like an absolute fun time. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. Uh, if if the environment there is big time, that's got to be a lot of fun. And I know they take it seriously over there, so it's always good to see uh, someone give it to Germany a little bit. That's cool. And what eventually ended up being the winning goal in extra time, girl ripped the shirt off, sports bra, Think she was going for the Brandy Chastain. The slide? But no, her teammates like smothered her so oh. she couldn't do anything cool. They ruined it. Dang. And even after like one chick is helping her out and she's like, you need to put it back on. Like, can she have her moment? She's trying to get on the cover of every magazine. Leave her alone. Yeah. I mean, she's trying to get a deal with Nike or wherever the sports yeah. brawl was made. Like that, that's the easiest thing you could do. Understand the it. moment, please. Jeez. But my winner of the weekend conference drama, give it all to me. Cause George Klyavkov fired some shots at PAC 12 media days. And for some reason, even though I think his anger is in the wrong place, he all of his anger is focused on the Big 12 right now. And I got to give the guy credit. This was one of the best lines I've ever heard from a commissioner. Regarding uh, you know, kind of the realignment and Brett Yormark's comment at Big 12 Media Days where he said the Big 12 was open for business. This is what George Klavkov had to say. With respect to the Big 12 being open for business, I appreciate that. We haven't decided if we're going shopping there yet or not <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a great line he's uh he's selling hard over there i i gotta give him credit fantastic line haven't decided whether we're going there or not yet that's uh, going shopping there or not yet that is a it's a fantastic line but I mean, he said he's defending the Pac-12 from grenades that have been launched from every from lo or lobbed from every corner of the Big 12, trying to destabilize the Pac-12. Uh, said he gets why the Big 12 is scared. Like, just it was really, it was really just laser focused on roasting the Big 12. But he had, I mean, he said some pretty effective things, but. I just, I couldn't get a, that, is he really this confident? He can't no. be right. I, I, it seemed more like an act to me. That's what I'm saying. This is, this is the short stack at the poker table with a final feeble attempt at a bluff, knowing that everyone else at the table has better cards. 
he's he's given shots to the Big 12. Why doesn't he talk about Phil Knight openly calling everyone else in the country trying to get Oregon out of the Pac-12? Like, you know, like he's picking someone who's not really even the problem for him and trying to throw some focus on the Big 12. The Big 12's not scared. They're actually in a really good position, in, in, in my opinion. They've, got, they've already set up some new members that are coming in. I think they're going to have a super competitive conference with some, some really good teams. What they had, they had a team win the Sugar Bowl last year. Uh, Baylor pounded uh, Ole Miss. Uh, Oklahoma State, what, what was, did, did they play in the Fiesta Bowl? Yeah, won it. Come won back the Fiesta against, Bowl Notre against Notre Dame. Uh, he's barking up the wrong tree. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like the Big 12 is the SEC or the Big 10, but I I know what he's doing. He looked it's it, he looked around the room and he's George Klyavkov, right? And he looked at a big jack dude that is the SEC and was like, "Nope. No thanks." He looked at a really jack dude that is the Big 10 and was like, "Nope, don't want to fight that guy." He saw the Big 12 and he was like, I think that could be a decent fight. Let's go after them. He wanted no part because he really didn't say much, at least from what I heard, say much critical, say many critical things about the Big Ten who just took USC and UCLA. All of his anger seemed to be laser focused on the Big 12. It was on. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He, he's the, he's the, commissioner of the Pac-12. And there's been discussions about a merger between the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and I think there's I think there's something interesting there perhaps. Um you know, depending on on what else might happen, but he's not going to lobby for something that really leaves him jobless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's it's like I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to enter into something that is probably going to uh, make what I do and what we have here non-existent. Yeah, so I, I get why he did what he did, but it was just it was hyper aggressive, man. <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty interesting. Also, just one other Pac-12 thing. Did you see that story in the LA Times that I guess last year Pac-12 presidents, athletic directors talking about expansion. And the USC president, you know, she had, I, I can't remember when she took over, but she was, she was new, was the one that kind of said, no, 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 let's shut that down. We're good. <laughs> and then they end up leaving. I found that, um, found that rather interesting. That's, that, that's pretty juicy, man. Yeah, it is. I, w I would like to know what their, what the expansion talk was like who they were talking about expanding with. You know what I'm saying? Like, who were they targeting? Was it shut down because they were targeting Oklahoma and were also targeting Oklahoma's See, coach? That's where I didn't know if it was like the expansion. Was it, I, I had a little, was it in reaction to OU in Texas leaving? That's what I understood, but I wasn't, I wasn't entirely, or no, I don't know because that doesn't make sense. It had to have been before, right? Who knows? 
I think everyone, or maybe she didn't want, maybe it was, it, it had to have been after OU in Texas announced they were leaving. Yeah. And then, you know, they're like, Hey, let's, let's capitalize. I don't know. Maybe, maybe USC to the big 10 had been in the works for that long. Yeah. Who, know, I, who knows? Who knows? But all, like, Hey, we don't want to strengthen the pac 12. We don't want to solidify this thing. We're out of here. I, I hope know. someday there's a, some type of documentary or something that can, these people are going to, everyone that is in these positions of knowing these backroom deals and conversations, like how it all played out, who's been talking to who, like what those meetings were like, how contentious were they? What was being said behind closed doors? That would all be fascinating. I told Joe Castiglione that if he doesn't write a book about, that the COVID year, everything he dealt with through that, and then the decision to take OU to the SEC. If he doesn't write that book, I'm going to be really pissed. Because <laughs> yeah. that would be fascinating. It would. It'd be great. Yeah. All right, for my loser of the weekend, I know I made basketball fans my winner, but I also thought about making them my loser. Hell, it may be all sports fans. Lost a legend, Bill Russell. Read so much about him. Over the years, uh, lose him on Sunday at the age of 88 and just seemed, I mean, kind of a larger than life figure in the sports world, certainly in the basketball world, but two NCAA titles, a gold medal, 11 NBA titles, five MVPs, 12 time all star, just an incredible player and the best winner in the history of basketball. And not only a massive impact on the court, clearly with what he did with the Celtics, yeah, massive impact off the court with civil rights, with stuff, you know, things are in place in the NBA because Bill Russell fought for them, you know, things that benefit the players now. And I know that's probably why he ended up getting a presidential medal of freedom, which is the yeah. highest honor you can get living in this country as a civilian. So Really bummed me out seeing that on Sunday. But then all those videos, like him flipping off Barkley. Remember, he's on stage. I said, I, I'd still kick your ass like that. He he just seemed like a an absolute delight. Yeah. And, you know, there's still a, a not insignificant portion of NBA fans that say, the the talk between the greatest of all time uh being Michael Jordan and and the new age fans with LeBron James say uh it's neither one of those guys the greatest of all time is Bill Russell and he has all of the hardware to prove it so yeah um hated to see that but the man lived a a good long life and has left just an amazing legacy right yeah I think that's all of our goal. I right? yep. leave a legacy and he he certainly is leaving a massive one. All right. I also thought about going with you. <laughs> Dan Mullen, your guy. Dan oh. Mullen is going to be, according to our buddy M Brett McMurphy, Dan Mullen is going to be joining ESPN as a studio analyst. I can't wait for you to have to listen to what Dan Mullen has to say again. You think he's going to be uh, an arrogant clown again whenever he's on ESPN or was that just reserved for whenever he was a coach? 
I, I think he's going to be entertaining. I'm not sure what approach he's going to take, <laughs> but I think it's going to be pretty decent. I, I've seen him on TV before, and I thought he was pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, you know, for a coach. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll he'll do a really good job, and maybe it's ultimately where he belongs. Maybe that's going to be a better place for him. Wow, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but my loser of the weekend, Charles Leclerc. Did you watch? I did not. Oh. I did not. But I I love whenever he makes your uh your list. It's awesome. Man, they are Ferrari's just figuring out new ways to lose races. So he starts P three there at the Hungarian Grand Prix, but it was pretty clear about you know you know through the first third of the race he had the best car. Had the best pace of anyone on the track. Took the lead. I think it was around lap 30-ish, 31. And blows by George Russell. Looked like Leclerc was going to cruise until his team, Ferrari, decided, hey, you know what? We're going to switch him on to some hard tires. Mm. Couldn't get the grip he wanted. His pace dropped way off. (laughs) He called the hard tires shit on the radio. Which, reminder, Charles Leclerc's radio is the best part about a Formula One broadcast. It is the gift that keeps on giving. But it seemed, and I'm I'm not an expert, but just from what I was hearing from the announcers and what I was reading after the race, it seemed like that decision from his team essentially lost him the race. And he's had he's had the best pace of anyone this year. And they figured out so many different ways to lose. Somehow he's still second in the driver's standing, even though he's had one podium in the last eight races, Ted. Everything, like his engine's blown up. He's had, he's made some mistakes. Now his team has made mistakes. Like it's just everything that can go wrong has gone wrong for Charles Leclerc. Uh, Why, why did they move? to hard tires if he still was clocking the best lap speed i i I don't know and everyone that went to hards appeared to immediately regret their decision it was a little wet i and and i don't know i i was confused because he was just cruising i was like well and this was just me being you know a novice observer of the sport i was like why would they change anything? He's faster than everyone else. What are they doing? And yeah. I, I don't know. I what strategy, did they, Ted. Strategy. There's your answer. Did they say that they went to a firmer polymer rolling unit instead of no, hard tires? But, but you'll love this. They spell tire with a Y. Yeah, yeah. Which is that sweet. Is it actually is sweet. I kind of wish we spelled tire with a Y. Yeah, that is good. It gives it a little, it, it sounds a little tougher, doesn't yeah, it? a little spicier, right? Like tire. <laughs> Makes me say it like that instead of tire. It's tire, which is dope. It almost looks like a like a name of a fighter or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But guess who won? Oh, yeah. Well, it has to be. It's either Hamilton or Verstappen. Verstappen started, started in 10th, ended up oh, winning. Really? And he almost kind of like almost fully spun out. And still won, but your boy, Lewis Hamilton, I know you're a big Hamilton guy, back-to-back P2s for Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, another podium, Mercedes starting to figure some things out. Well, Ferrari's got to be getting nervous about Mercedes. Well, yeah, 
just stop screwing things up. Like they don't have a car problem. They have a, they have a pit management problem. You, you know, you know, when coaches or just, I guess any coach in general says, say things like, you know, it's not OU versus Alabama. It's OU versus OU. Yep. That I feel like that's Ferrari right now. They're their own worst enemy. It's like, it's not Ferrari versus Red Bull and Mercedes, right? It's Ferrari versus Ferrari right now. And they're beating the hell out of themselves. Yeah. Well, it was, it's, it was Ferrari versus the Hungarian Grand Prix. Like you're just clocking. All you need to do is clock the fastest times. And you were doing that. And you decided to tie one of your hands behind your back for some reason. Unbelievable. I just, just a failure all the way across the board from the analytics side. There you go. There, see, that's people tune into this podcast for deep F1 analysis from you like that. I Here's what you have to do. Every racing situation, all you have to do is go back and, uh, and look at days of thunder, and the answer is right there, right? Whenever he comes on and he tells Cole Trickle to slow down, you're going to burn up the tires. And one of the pit guys says, actually – He's maintaining the same pace. It's everyone else who's getting slower. And he says, you know what? That's right. You're doing exactly what you need to do, Cole. Keep doing what you're doing. It's right there. They just need to go watch Days of Thunder for a refresher. Well, we'll try to get this to Ferrari's people. (laughs) I'm sure they haven't thought of that. But, hey, it'll sadden you to know that next F1 race, not till August 28th. Summer break. It's got to be coming to Austin soon, right? Summer break in Formula One. Yeah. It's fine. Let those guys enjoy the summer a little bit, recharge the batteries, fire the necessary people on the analytic side at Ferrari, fire the people that made the uh, Mercedes porpoise that they haven't figured out yet. Well, I guess they've slowly figured it out, but it set them back so much. Unbelievable. On that note, episode 236 in the books. We'll have a new podcast. It'll drop maybe Wednesday. We got to decide when we're going to record the rest of it. Maybe Thursday morning. We'll figure that out. But West Virginia head football coach, Neil Brown. We've got, I think, almost a 50-minute interview with him. And it's, it's more of just about being a college football coach and everything you got to deal with now. It's awesome. It's great. A bunch of great information in there. Uh, that's one great thing. The second great thing is we pulled him away from his team and preparation for 50 full minutes. So that's big. We gained ground on West Virginia. Yeah, we're just doing our duty for the program. <laughs> just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 3 to 6 on 94.7 The Ref. You can hear me on SiriusXM Big 12 Radio, Channel 375. Hope you all have a great week. Until next time, we appreciate you all for listening. And do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other. Away from-